Today's episode is brought to you by the Six Figure Sales Funnel mini course. Let me ask you a couple of questions. What if you had actual dream clients joining your email list in droves? Now I'm talking about people who can't wait to work with you and pay what you're worth. And what if you knew exactly what to write in every single email? So those same people obsessed over you and snapped up your offers the minute they went live. Attracting the right clients and creating an email marketing funnel that connects, captivates, and converts isn't as complicated as you might think. In fact, it's the fastest and easiest way to fill your calendar with clients. Now, if you want to make six figures or more, you need a repeatable system to find your ideal clients and bring them through the steps to become paying customers. The Six Figure Sales Funnel mini course is a proven framework that teaches you how to attract the people you actually want to work with and create an email marketing funnel that sells your signature offer on autopilot. For just $37, you get instant access to five modules with video lessons, cheat sheets, and workbooks, and three juicy bonuses that will teach you how to grow your list fast and snag a slew of dreamy clients willing to pull out their wallets the minute your offer goes live, even if you're new to email marketing. Check out the link in the show notes for all the details. You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to help you become known in your niche, attract the people you actually want to work with, and get paid to do what only you can do. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week I'll be sharing tips and strategies and chatting with other online business experts to show you how to charm your audience and turn your browsers into buyers. If you're ready to render the competition irrelevant, you're in the right place. Hey, welcome back. Now, as you know, most of the podcast episodes I've done have been geared toward service-based business owners in the online space. And that's because that's who the majority of my audience is. And most of the clients I've worked with provide coaching or other services and digital products where they teach something. But I also serve product-based business owners as well. And today's guest is one of them. Kaylee Sparling is the founder of two product-based businesses, Hair Love, which is a hair, skin, and nail supplement company, and now Gem and Love that offers curated crystals, jewelry, and other goodies. And you're going to hear a little bit more about both of those companies in this episode. I invited Kaylee on the show for two reasons. Number one, because I know there are a lot of resources out there for service providers, but not as many for product-based brands. And I knew that she'd be able to offer some really valuable insights on what it takes to launch and grow a product-based business. And number two, because I knew that the way she went about launching her first business, Hair Love, was very different from the way she's chosen to launch her new business, Gem and Love. And it really shows in how it's all coming together and more importantly, how she feels about it. Now, our conversation in this episode takes so many great twists and turns. We really talk about everything from working from a place of alignment to Kaylee's unique perspective on business growth. We dive into crystals, of course, (laughs) and human design, but we also talk strategies for outsourcing and delegating, which so many of us have a hard time with. This was a really beautiful conversation, and Kaylee is so open and warm. You're going to love her, and I know you'll learn a lot. Hey, Kaylee, 
Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. Yeah, I'm so really looking forward to our conversation. I actually asked you to be on the show because as the founder of two product-based online businesses, I think you really have kind of a unique understanding of the process of launching, running, and marketing a product-based business, which is probably quite a bit different from a service-based business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it seems like there's a lot of resources out there for service-based entrepreneurs, but really not as many that I've seen for product-based business owners. Because I have a little bit of prior experience owning a product-based business myself several years ago, I know that's kind of different both behind the scenes and in terms of what your audience sees in terms of content. So I just can't wait to hear your take on that and what you've learned. I have lots of questions. But before we dig into that, I would just love to hear a little bit about you personally and how you got started with your first business, Hair Love, and now Gem in Love. Okay, perfect. I'm super excited to dive in because like you said, there's a lot of information out there for service-based businesses, but not so much product-based. So I'm excited to touch on that as well. Okay. Well, loaded kind of question. Tell me about myself. I'm a mom of two wonderful kids and I am an avid traveler, adventure junkie. With my family, we love to wake surf. We're professional wake surfers, my husband and I, and we love to snowboard and just adventure to whatever, wherever the wind blows us sometimes. I know a lot of people consider themselves serial entrepreneurs. I feel like I'm like a serial creator of businesses. I really love to just dream up and imagine and be that creative artist and get things rolling. In the last few years, I've really dove into energy work and human design and just a lot of spiritual healing that has been absolutely amazing and has completely like changed my life. And it's funny because when I started my first business, Hair Love, I was in a very different spot than I am now and created from a very different spot, this new business that I have, Gem and Love. So it's been cool to look back at where I was and how it was almost so much harder to start that business then versus now where it was just so divinely guided and everything just flowed so easily. And it it was a really beautiful creation of this second business. Ooh, I can't wait to hear more about that because... Okay. So you mentioned human design. What's your human design type? I am a manifester. Ooh, that's exciting. So I'm an MG. I don't really know. I know they're similar, but what are some of the things that you've learned since you've been into human design? Like, what do you know now that you didn't know before? Like in terms of how you operate and how things work best for you? Oh my gosh. I could talk forever about this. Learning my human design for me, it was amazing because my entire life, I have really struggled with this like internal question of what is wrong with me? Because as a manifester, we don't have sustained energy and our creation, we are meant to get things started and not to finish them. So I am very much so that type my whole life. Like I will get this creative inspiration and things are flowing and it's so beautiful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this wonderful idea or whatever it is. And I am fire and it's going and I'm getting all the pieces put together. And then it's almost like I burn out. And for a long time, I really thought like, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't see something through from start to finish. And it really has mentally been very difficult. And so when I learned about my human design, I think I I listened to a podcast maybe 
two years ago that was the first time it was introduced. And I dove in a little bit then and I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And then let's see, six months ago, I decided to get certified in human design just so I could learn for myself even more about my type. And I felt like, wow, there's absolutely nothing wrong with me, obviously. But as it goes, like nothing is ever wrong with anybody. But it just made so much sense to me, my style. And it gave me... I was able to give myself so much more grace. And instead of like pushing through and trying to hustle and work, work, work when my body and everything is telling me, nope, you need to rest. You're in a period of rest. And if you can sit in that rest period, that divine inspiration, that like spark of beautiful creation will come right when it needs to. And I need to be rested. So I'm ready to get things going and then pass things off. So I'm not meant, I'm not meant to see things through to finish. And so that was really insightful for me. And it has completely changed everything for me. It's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And I can so relate to so much of what you said. As a manifesting generator, I dealt with some of the same things. Like I would really have this fire about things. And then I'd get to a certain point and just almost feel like physically could not go on. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why can't I just follow through? Like you said, why can't I finish something? Or why do I lose interest? I always saw it as like I was losing interest and I wasn't doing what I was, you know, quote unquote, supposed to do. But and I don't know a ton about human design, just Mm -hmm. a little bit of what I've read. And actually a coach that I worked with last year was learning about it as our time was ending together. But I I did a whole show about it, which was really interesting. It's fascinating. But what I've kind of learned too about it is that when I really follow that, that thing that lights me up, that's really exciting. It just everything comes together so Mm -hmm. easily and it's almost effortless. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's completely effortless because nothing is right. Right. But it just falls into place and it's so much easier. And it's so interesting that you said that with hair love, looking back, things were harder. You felt like it was a totally different process than, than with your new business. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. How has the process of launching this new business, Gem and Love, differed from launching Hair Love, what did you learn that first time around that you thought, okay, I I need to bring this piece to it. I want to duplicate that. But what maybe were you determined not to do or to do differently? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's, it is so funny. You know, when you try and fit yourself in this box of this is the way that it should be. And I have to do execute all of these pieces in order for a successful business to happen. That's what I did the first time around. And it was miserable and it was so much work. And oh man, it just, Oh gosh, I like look back and it's like kind of a mini nightmare and it was great, but it was just looking and seeing how effortless Gem and Love has been. So I look back and I'm like, wow, if I would have known about this or been creating from this place, it would have been so much easier and saved me a bunch of heartache. But at the same time, I know it was exactly what needed to be. But Gem and Love with learning about my manifesting type is that I have big periods of rest. And when, and I literally, I'm a napper. I'm like, Oh, sorry. Mom's going down for a nap. Like my naps are my thing that I know that I have to when my body tells me I have to go and nap. But in that time is also this crazy inspiration time. There's like my mind just clicks on and I will get these hits that are like, okay, this is your go time. This is what it needs to look like. And 
the last six months leading up to launching Gem and Love, I had these creation sparks. They kept coming and I was like, okay, I really would love to do this because I love crystals. I kind of joke with my husband. I'm like, I'm getting a little woo-woo out here, you know, but I love crystals. And I just last few years, more and more learning about them, working with them. And I'm like, I would love to have just this really beautiful crystal shop. But because of the pandemic, having a brick and mortar store really is not in the cards. And so I kept getting these hits, but it would look... I felt like it was supposed to be a brick and mortar store. And then finally, it all so divinely like came to this point where it was like that answer came through. No, this is supposed to be online. And the minute that I got that, because I sit in that open place of like, all right, I'm just going to hang out and rest. And when things hit me that I need to move forward with, I know that it is going to be successful. When that hit came, literally within two hours, I had jewelry that I had been sitting on and been making for the last six months, crystals that I had been collecting that I wanted to sell for the last six months. I had all of that stuff ready. I photographed and built an entire website in two hours and had my first sale and literally was out doing my other business in just a couple days. Like, And there were a couple days. It was really interesting because I did not see it coming at all. And so it, I could not even fathom it doing what it did because I was like, this is something I'm passionate about and I'm going to follow this hit. And because I followed that from that totally aligned place, it just exploded. It was awesome. And so it, you're right. It is work. There's still work with it, but it is effortless. And I don't, I'm not feeling burnt out with it. And it's almost like we're working in flow together that on days where I don't have, cause I make a lot of the jewelry by hand as it comes in. I know that I've got big family things going on. So I don't have the time to dedicate to making jewelry this day. It's so interesting because it's almost like we're flowing together. It's like the sales just aren't coming in. And then days that I'm totally open and I'm feeling fire about creating and this is what I'm wanting to do. It's just like somebody post and then I'm like working all day to get orders ready. I'm in such awe of it because of the place that it was created from was just so aligned that I'm watching this magic unfold and I'm just so wildly grateful for it. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. that is amazing and crazy. It's just it's unbelievable to hear how all of that works out. And I think it's so interesting too that you talk about getting this inspiration during periods of rest. And I'm a napper too. It's funny. Like (laughs) I used to feel so guilty about it because it it was like, you're not supposed to do that during the day. Like you have a business and you have to be working for a set amount of hours. And it's still not easy for me to to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. I struggle with giving myself the, the rest that I need sometimes, but I do know that those times of giving myself a break really just open up the space for creativity. Whereas like if you're sort of just pushing yourself all the time and, Mm -hmm. you know, working and working, you don't even have room for new ideas, you know, for new things to come in. I love that you brought that up because do you wonder like, would this have all come together if you hadn't given yourself that downtime? I know that it wouldn't have. I know I truly believe that it wouldn't have because I think that when you honor what your body needs and are true to yourself and in tune with yourself, everything will come exactly how it needs to. And if you're fighting that, it just going to be so much harder. And that's exactly what I realized with hair love. 
I wasn't in that place and I was fighting what I was needing and what my body was needing. And it was met with a lot more obstacles in the business. And it's hard because like you were saying, it's not acceptable to be taking naps during the day. And even my husband and I were talking the other day about, he's like, you know, I kind of laugh at your self-care because it seems a little self-indulgent. And we were laughing about it because I was like, you need to just stop and you need to take a nap. Like I could just see that it was, I'm like, you are at your limit and you are just going to be spinning your wheels. Like it's not worth it. Go lay down and take a nap. And he woke up and it was like, Oh, what he was going to take him like 10 hours to accomplish because he was not in alignment or rested. It just, boom, he knocked it right out. And so that's brought up. He's like, I see why you do that. And I think that was the first time that it really clicked for him. But we're told all these things that we shouldn't be doing. And we are basically denying our bodies. And I I just, I wish I could be like on a team nap, make it totally acceptable. It's, it's such a big thing though, napping, resting, however that looks like to you, because that is your body tells you what it needs. And we are told to like completely deny our bodies and ignore it and just power through all the time. And it's literally killing us. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I have really consciously chosen to have a lot of guests on the show that help present a more holistic picture of what creating a life or or I guess a business around your life looks like and how Mm -hmm. to make it work for you. Because I feel like we are taught all of these I don't know, I guess masculine strategies, right? That's how we are taught to operate. And as women, you know, it's not ideally how we are set up. (laughs) So it's very counterintuitive. And I think there needs to be more resources, more understanding around that for sure. I love the whole like masculine and feminine. And we are in a very masculine society and women are operating from that masculine position. And it's not because they're even aware of it, but that's just how our society is. And when you switch to working and connecting and functioning from that true feminine, everything is so much more effortless and it looks different. And it can be a little bit difficult because we are such a masculine society, but the magic, you have so much more magic when you are connecting and functioning from that true feminine. And And I like whenever I talk to women that are struggling with business and it's like hustle, 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 and I have this and that and that. And I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. And is this really true to you? Because whatever is really true is more that feminine and it's not this hustle and grind and it's this beautiful flowy grace space and more things can grow from that. And I think that's such a big thing that people that there, that shift is happening, but it makes a huge difference huge yeah, difference. Absolutely. I never have been a fan of the whole hustle culture and I never really understood why. It was more of a I don't know, like a feeling I just felt like I couldn't live up to the expectations that came mm-hmm. along with that. And, yeah. and you know, now it's so clear to me, well, clearly because I'm not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us are supposed to be operating on that level. So, yeah. I think it's just so interesting. So, this just brings me to my next question. So, With all of the stuff that you're learning and incorporating the energy work, the human design and spiritual healing, how have you incorporated that into both of your businesses? Like literally, what does that look like? Lots of different things for hair love. So hair love is the, is a skin, hair, skin and nails supplement. And the idea behind that is women doing something for themselves every day with love. And it's all about that kind of subconscious, like the bottle says love on it. You're taking something that is, it's a form of self-care 
even if you're not aware of it. And just helping even behind the scenes on such a little level, help women do something for themselves. When we got started, the classic way of like internet marketing is a story of star story solution. And that's how we went in and approached the marketing for this business. And it just didn't feel right to me. It felt slimy. It felt fake. And I just, I didn't love it because I'm like, I truly just want to help women and I want them to love themselves. And I know it sounds so cliche and so silly. But I like truly just want to help women. And when the shift of like this energy work and this spiritual finding myself and learning to work more from the feminine and learning how I was working so much from the masculine and so coming more into this flow state. I think that messaging and the energy behind everything that we do at Hair Love has shifted that it has the energy behind it is being felt whether or not people recognize it. And it's been amazing for the business. So coming from a place of absolute heart, and I know this all sounds so silly, but working from a place of just heart and where the true mission really is to help women, it has translated so wonderfully since that shift has been made with the way that we are on Instagram, the way that we show up in our messaging. And it's been really beautiful. Even down to actually all of our products at our warehouse, at our shipping warehouse, I go, I have a sound ba- a sound bowl, a singing bowl, and I've got the one that's for the heart chakra. And I'll go and I'll play that around the product. And it's all this stuff that I'm oh really God, into. That's, that. It's so out there and it could be total, I could be a total quack. I don't know, but I just, just my intention is just so much love for every single woman that purchases our product because I know that our hair is a huge identifier for women. And if they're at the point that they're purchasing our product, that there is there's an internal, it's hard. It's really hard when your hair doesn't match, when you look in the mirror and it just doesn't look the way that you're wanting to, or you don't feel beautiful. And so I'm like, anything that I can do to literally pour my heart and just love energetically into everything that we have, our messaging, our product, I I will do it. Those are the kind of those little things that in hair love um, doing. And then for gem and love, I think because I love working with crystals, I the energy of it, I know people are like, what's the deal with crystals? I don't understand it. And I'm like, this is how I explain it is that, you know, you go into a room and you interact with somebody and it's either your energy is way up or your energy is drained. It's because they have an energy field that affects you. You guys interact that way. Everything is energy. And so crystals are the same thing. They vibrate different energies for different things by working with the crystals. It's like, or just even having them, you don't have to work quote, unquote, work with them, but just having them in your space and filled, they're affecting you whether or not you know it. And I love that, that it's just like the subtleties that sometimes our mind have a hard time comprehending and it doesn't make sense that you don't have to comprehend it. It's happening. You can feel it. And I truly believe that it can affect us. So I, I just, I love that aspect of it that I've had women reach out to. And it, my sister, I actually love this because I'd never thought I'd see this day. She reached out and she's like, Hey, what would be a good crystal for X, Y, and Z. And so I called her and I dove a little deeper for some more specifics. Now that I know that, I'm going to sit with it and see what I can come up with that would be the perfect crystal or gemstone for you to have. And I absolutely love 
that side of things and that gem and love gets to be that outlet of kind of that more quote unquote woo side of things for me. But I think that it's very guided and it's helping people and people are craving that more and being called more towards those things because whether or not our minds can comprehend it, we fill it. So I do love that about gem and love. Yeah, I love that. That was a really good way to explain it, how it works. I don't think it's silly at all what you were saying about hair love. In fact, I think that that was one of the things that I loved about working on your website last year that you really got the sense of, okay, let me back up because I guess in full <laughs> transparency. So I did the copy for some of your website last yes. year. Listeners probably don't know that. But one of the things that I think really comes across in what you're doing and your messaging is that it's not about fixing something that's wrong mm -hmm. with us. It's about giving yourself something. I think that really comes out in your content. I think it's something that's very clear. That's definitely, in my opinion, a better way to market because I think so much of sales and marketing in general, the reason why it's often seen as slimy is because mm -hmm. it's preying on people's insecurities, right? It's yeah. preying on what we all feel is wrong with us. And I think when you can take a step back and not focus on giving people that message that there's anything wrong with them, but here's something that can add to your life just a totally different approach. And it, it's coming from a more kind and like you said, heart centered place. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that's a beautiful thing. For sure. And I understand that by doing it that way, we've lost some, I, I think it's a little more polarizing because people are like, I don't know if that makes sense. But I know I realize that we're not going to be from for everybody with the way that our messaging is, but those people that really truly need it, it's going to affect them so much more are going to be drawn to us. So instead of doing that, that normal sales tactics that can cast a really wide net, it's going for that more specific. I mean, even going down to they tell you to find like your ideal customer, like mine is a mom. Like we, I would love anybody to be our customer, but mine is that mom that's so busy and wrapped up in life with taking care of everybody else. Else, that her nutrition and her self-care is put on the back burner. And that's who I really want to target because it's like, I've been there and I know how stressful that is. And it's the little things that really have to do something for yourself so you can show up as a better wife, show up as a better mom. And that is for sure my target. I'm not looking for the 20 something year olds that are like, I just want Instagram model hair. You know, I want that mom that is just needing to do something for herself, no matter how little it is. And then there's the subliminal stuff. Like you're literally taking something with love every day for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So I know that from owning a product-based business myself many years ago, that there are a lot more things on your to-do list than with a service-based business. And I can say that because I've done both. <laughs> uh, more things to think about. So now that you have two businesses, especially, what is your involvement in both of these businesses day-to-day? -day? And how do you decide what and when to delegate? Okay. I love this because hair love, this is one thing that I've gotten really good at over the last few years is learning how to delegate. And that's why we hired you to, do, to write our copy. Because in the beginning, it was like, I am going to do everything. I'm capable and I know that I can write copy and I can do this, but it is draining me. It's like physically affecting me. With a product-based business, you've got a lot more moving parts, which is for, for ours being a supplement, it's in the very very beginning, it was 
working with formulators to perfect our formula and working with a manufacturer. And so there's a lot of moving parts there. And then there's shipping and fulfillment, which we started out, we now do in-house in tandem with my husband's business. He has a supplement business online as well. And so there's shipping and fulfillment. There's just a lot more pieces to track. But it is fun in the beginning. You have your product and it's the developing of that and everything that goes into that. But there, the, the tracking and making sure that you're staying up on inventory and you've got your returns. And then we've also have customer service. It's a lot of moving parts. And with Hair Love, we have delegated out. It started out with our customer service. We were just doing ourselves. And then we grew to a point where it was like, okay, we can do this, but is this worth our time? I've got two kids at home. I've got a husband. We love to travel. We love to do this. And this was keeping me... We were a little more stuck here. And so it was at that point where it was like, okay, it's time. It is time to give this to somebody else that can handle it. And it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to those things to pass off to somebody, at least for me, it is. And then like with the copy on the website, it was such... Oh my gosh, Christy, it was so amazing to work with you and to have you help with that because you really honed... You got across the messaging that I was wanting that was not there in the very beginning. So I I just look at things as far as delegating. It's can I do this? Yes. And giving myself that that acknowledgement that, yeah, of course, Kaylee, you can totally do this, but do you want to? And is this the best for the business? Is the best, is this the best for you? Is this the best for your family? And hiring it out because I would have taken way more time with copy or spending way more time on customer service that I could be actually moving the needle and using like working in my zone of genius and moving the needle the way that it needed to. With Gem and Love, it's different because I am making the jewelry and I'm doing the shipping. And at this point in time, I absolutely love it. But there are a lot of actually big things coming down the pipeline that I'm really excited about that's going to be changing that here pretty quickly. But that's because I've reached my limit with what I can do. And I recognize that. And if I want to keep it rolling and working from that place of flow, that it's time to start looking at what do I need to delegate out? What pieces can I bring? Who can I bring in to help me execute this piece so we can keep moving forward? I love how you talked about really looking at what drains you versus what energizes you because you know it's so true we can't we can do all the things right mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're used to it and in the beginning that makes a lot of sense financially mm-hmm. and and for a lot of reasons but i think a lot of times i know for me the thing that i struggled with in terms of outsourcing was that somehow if i wasn't spending all of my time working like there was less value to what i was doing if i was having somebody else Mm-hmm. help with something, somehow I was not as worthy as a business owner or like as a service provider to other people. And it, like, it, it was yes. completely unconscious. Mm-hmm. But when I started outsourcing and delegating more things, and I realized that it actually helped my business <laughs> rather mm-hmm. than you know, yeah. detracted from my business, it was like such an aha moment. I, yeah, I love that you brought that up. And being that you're so family focused and you're a wife and a mom and you've learned where you need to delegate where you want to delegate. How did it make sense for you? Like a lot of times people have this idea of, you know, well, when I'm making a certain amount of money or when maybe if it's a product based business, maybe when we're selling this number of units per month, we can afford to hire that customer service rep or outsource this or that. Like, did you look at it as something that needed to happen maybe before you were ready or 
How did it all come together when you were just starting out? You hear all those stories of these amazing businesses, these startups that just exploded. And it's always, it feels like such a big struggle. Like they hustled and they worked and it was this and that. And I I would look at that and I'd say, okay, I need to be doing all of these things. And once we've reached this point, then we can start hiring out. And that was totally where my mind was. And then there was a point and I don't know like specifically how it happened. And it could have been, I probably had, I'm a crier. I, and I love my breakdowns. I'm a very emotional person, but I also think that's the beauty in me is like, I can feel all the things. I have my good cry and it's great. And then we move on. And it was probably after one of those where I was just banging my head against the wall. You know, it's this and that. I'm feeling overwhelmed, overworked. And I had an aha moment where it was like, you know what? I'm in my own way. I just, I need to step out of my own way. And by paying the person that's the right person to do this, that this is their zone of genius, then we're actually going to get to that point where it was oh, we can start doing this. That original marker that I had that at this point, we can start hiring out. We were never going to get there if it was me doing pulling all the levers. And so I needed to get out of my own way. And that's not to say, I think that a lot of people too, it's like, oh, it must... Am I not good enough? Am I not capable? I'm 100% capable of all of those things. It's just not what I need to be doing. And it's okay. It's that same thing. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to hire out and know that by hiring out is what's actually going to move the needle. That's exactly what happened. I don't have the capacity to do all the things, write the blog post, write the content, be managing the website, doing customer service, fulfillment, all of those things. I, I can, but I will literally be working spending all my days doing that. And it's just not worth it. And bringing in the people that have the time, that's when the business starts moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And especially for the things that you might be able to do, but you keep dragging your feet and you just don't want to do it. And it just, it's delay, delay, delay. (laughs) Of course, you know, things are not going to get done if you're delaying it like that. I definitely found that to be true for me. And it was like, literally the month after I started hiring and outsourcing, I Mm -hmm. I had my highest income month. And it was like... Who would have thought that it would be that obvious? I know. And you're like, why didn't I do this before? It's crazy. I have a couple of Christy questions. Are you ready? I am ready. You have made a conscious choice to not be the face of your first business, Hair Love. I don't really know so much about for Gem and Love. And that's the case, even though your title as Mrs. World might have benefited the business. So (laughs) can you talk a little bit about what was behind that decision and your thoughts around that? Yes. So that was really... I spoke earlier about the normal way of doing marketing would be a great sales letter of Star Story Solution. And being the star and having the credibility of Mrs. World, it would have been really beautiful. And we started from that point. But for me, it felt... It just didn't feel like it connected there was a huge disconnect. And to be completely honest, I was Mrs. World in 2013. And it was actually a really difficult time in my life. And so it's so interesting looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't recognize that person. And you know, everybody thinks, oh, Mrs. World, you're Mrs. World, you have it all. It's all all these things. And it was actually a very difficult time. I was actually, this sounds weird, but I'm just going to throw it all out there. I I really had serious self-doubt. I was like, who am I? Like, why am I Mrs. World? Even though the platform that I ran on was 
passion and it was my driver and it was exactly where I needed to be. I doubted myself. I just didn't feel worthy to hold that title. And there was a lot of things that I really struggled with. And I also felt like the woman that I was trying to mark that I wanted to be our customer, that doesn't really connect. And so even though I had that in my back pocket and we could have definitely made some big moves with that, it just didn't feel true to me. It didn't feel right. And I think some of it was because I was not in a place at that time that I, I want to, I, I didn't want to create from that energy of who I was as Mrs. World, if that makes any sense. And so I wanted to step away and I wanted something that was more focused on our ideal customer and, and helping boost them rather than like, I'm Mrs. World, buy my product. You will have wonderful hair. You know, it just didn't, it didn't ever work and it was not what I wanted. It, it wasn't true to who I was and how I operate as a person. And so I couldn't do that. And so you helped, you helped so much with that messaging and that shift over with it. And it was like, okay, so we can do this. It's just, I I think it made it a little bit more. There were a few more obstacles because we didn't have that because I wouldn't use that. You know, I think it's working out exactly how it needs to. And it's going well because we are working from that place of heart centered and inspiration versus I miss this world by my product. These are our typical X, Y, and Z execution sales letter way of selling things. That is interesting to me on so many levels. I remember like talking with you and going through like the voice of customer stuff and your brand voice and messaging and all of that. And and I remember like at first thinking, okay, first of all, this girl is gorgeous. Like, why is she not wanting to be the face of her brand. I, I was like, who, who looks like that and doesn't want to use it? <laughs> I mean, so, and then to top it all off, you have a beautiful family. You seem to have a really great life and adventures and all of this stuff. Like, I mean, the typical way is to really capitalize on that and showcase what's like what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. But I love that you had to go in the direction that felt authentic to you. And and it could have been so easy <laughs> to take a different road. I, I just think that's amazing. It's like, it's very rare. It's very yeah. rare. And I think that what you're doing is amazing. I know I can go to sleep at night and know that I am executing in total alignment and I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise. And I know that some people, I think that's their gift is they can take their, their accomplishments and what they have and really capitalize on that and put that at the forefront and use that. And that's just not me because it's about our customer and it's about helping women. It's not about me. And I felt like that would alienate and I never want anybody to feel like they're not good enough because it's not Mrs. World. Because there's so many times I see people and I just, it makes me feel like everybody feels that way. Instagrammers, whatever it is that, oh, you're not as good. You're not good enough. That's not anything that I ever wanted anybody to feel coming to our brand. And I do know that the Mrs. World platform and all of those things could be polarizing and make somebody feel less than. And I never wanted that. So good. I love that. Love that. All right. Last question. What's something you would have done differently in the past, either personally or professionally, if you had no fear of judgment at the time? Oh, gosh, your questions are good, Christy. (laughs) Gosh, that is a really good one. 
I have lived a lot of my life out of the fear of judgment for saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. Cause I just wanted, just like everybody, we just, we want to be perfect and we want to be our best selves all the time. So there have been so many times in my life where I've played small and I didn't step up and say the thing that I needed to, or I didn't accept an opportunity that was open to me. And I really feel like on a very cellular level that I'm here for a really, to make a really large impact on a very big level. And I can't explain that. It just is something that I know is, it's like a fire that's in me that I, and I don't know what that is. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but there have been a lot of times, sometimes I look back and I think, "Mm, if I would have just not been scared and I would have just jumped in, would that feeling of this big impact or would that have already come to fruition? Did I miss an opportunity to impact people and to help someone by coming from a place of, oh, nope, I'm going to play small. I'm too scared. I don't want to be judged. Because the reality is my a lot of my life, I have been judged. Like the women, I especially with women, it's been pretty tough. And so I err on the side of playing small. So I, I'm not exposed because I don't want to get hurt. So I don't think it's one specific thing, but I think that there are a lot of little times that I look back and I can say, oh, I should have taken that opportunity to speak there or taken that chance to know that I could show up at this event and show up in this way. And it could have catapulted me forward further and I would be somewhere else that I know that I'll be eventually, but maybe I would have reached that sooner. It all is beautiful the way that it unfolds. And I truly believe that. So while I can sit back and I'm like, oh, I should have done that different. And oh, it's not good to come play small out of fear of judgment. It is what it is. And I've learned everything. Every beautiful situation is a beautiful lesson. And I think that's only, it's like a piece of my armor or like my beautiful army of to, to go out and make this wonderful impact. I, I, don't really have that one specific. So just more of a general answer to your quick question on that one. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think so many people can relate to that. And I know for me, you know, I think, I think about that sometimes how really so many of my past decisions were made based on fear, mm-hmm. not either not taking an action or, you know, doing something, even though I knew it wasn't the right thing because I couldn't quite bring myself to do the right thing. Yeah. So many decisions based on fear. And sometimes, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like as much as I, as much as I like to think everything happens for a reason. And I truly believe that I have frustration around it sometimes because I think like, well, here I am in my forties and I feel like I'm still figuring things out that I should have learned 10 years ago. Like, uh-huh. Why does it move so much faster for some people as for me? But I mean, yeah. we're all on a different path and we all have a different journey. So it's so true. And, you know, I, I think that a lot of people can look back and say, Oh, I'm not where I want to be. And it's this and I'm, I'm missing all of these things, but this is totally a practice. And I know I've heard this so many times, but now I, I'm in a place where I've practiced it so much that it is, it's easy for me. Not easy, but it's just more natural for me. But trying to be as present as you can. And then it's like, oh, you don't have, oh, I wish I would have had this. And I wish I would have had that because right now is just so perfect. And I hate it. I hate saying that aloud because it sounds so cliche and you hear it all the time, but man, I made fun of it for so long. And then putting the work in to get to this point, it's really, it's really beautiful. And you can look from that, those situations come up where you feel that fear and then you can question it in the spot. And then you can move forward because you're not worried about what you, I am getting more to the point where not so worried about what people are thinking. What do I need to be doing 
that I can live with and moving forward from that place and knowing that I could offend people or I could be judged and it could be all of these things, but this is true to me. And so I have to honor that because if I don't, I can't live with myself with that. And it's amazing. And it's funny because you say like, oh, I hate to sound cliche, but it's so true. It's like when you have those moments and, and it's like, oh, that's what that was all about. I finally get it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so funny. Life is such a, a wonderful, it's a comedy, really. It's just a dark comedy sometimes, but it is, it's, it's kind of cool to look back and be like, Oh, okay. This, that, and that, this got me here and connecting all the dots. And I don't know. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense when you're able to look back hindsight, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. I have a quick question for you. Cause I know go back to you being a manifesting generator. So your moments of rest with being a manifesting generator. Those are moments of your body is recharging to level up whatever your project is, your passion project. It's like giving your body the rest that it needs to level up to for the next jump. So where a manifester is, for me, this is how I interpret it, is that the manifester, it's the divine spark to get things going and then to pass on. The manifester can see it through from start to finish, and but you'll have these moments where you feel totally uninspired and you feel stuck. And so you sit with that. And instead of being hard on yourself, just trying to remind yourself, okay, my body, I am resting so I can up level in this project and take it to the next level. And I think that's so exciting for a manifesting generator because it's like, ooh, okay, I'm in this moment and it's really hard, but okay, something really awesome is going to happen next. And whatever project that I'm feeling stuck on and burnt out on, if I allow myself to rest, it's just going to explode to the next level. And to me, that's so exciting for manifesting generators. So I just wanted to... I don't know how much you know about manifesting generators, but that is one little nugget that I love because my husband's one as well. And so when he gets in those moments of like, ugh, he's kind of stuck and it feels laggy, I'm like, dude, this is so exciting. You are like getting ready to like hit the NOS button and just psh, go forward. So anyways, yeah, I wanted- well, that is exciting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's funny because I had a period like that where August, September, October, I was super busy really creating a lot of things. That's when this podcast was born and I had the idea and pulled it all together within four weeks. It was live. Wow. And then after... I don't know, it was kind of around the end of October, I was just exhausted. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I was doing all kinds of things I loved. So why did I feel this way? But Mm -hmm. I just realized that I needed a break. I needed a minute. It was a lot. And now it's time to just take it down a little bit. And yeah, like now I'm starting to feel like I'm getting new ideas. I'm Mm -hmm. getting all these downloads. And it's really cool. Because when you're feeling that exhaustion, it's almost like you think you're never going to get it. You're never going to get it back. For sure. And it's exciting because now that you're receiving those downloads and you're getting that information, the creating from that is going to be like, you're actually going to make an impact. And what interviews are coming from that place are going to be so much more impactful than if you would have just hustled and powered through when you were feeling completely burnt out. And so it's it's a cool way to look at it and just shifts the perspective of it. Like instead of being like, oh my gosh, I could have been working and I, wow, I'm going to make more of an impact and buckle up Christy because... (laughs) You're working for that place that that level up's coming for you. So I'm really excited to see, just follow and see what exciting things happen in the next couple months since you allowed yourself to rest. Yeah, that's exciting. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. This has really been an amazing conversation. And I really think that 
the listeners are going to get a lot out of it. So where can they connect with you? Because I know they're going to want to find you and learn more about <laughs> what you're up to. So Instagram for the businesses, it's at hair love official and then at gem and love. And then my personal one is at Kaylee Sparling. Then we've got our websites, which are hairlove.com and gemandlove.com. Awesome. I will link to all of that in the show notes so people can check out <laughs> Fantastic. what you're doing. I have personally used hair love myself and I know that it works and I love it. And I can't wait to kind of learn more about the jewelry stuff because I haven't learned anything about crystals, but it's definitely something that, that I've thought about diving into. It's, I find mm-hmm. all of that stuff so fascinating. Yeah. So I can't wait to learn about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I I can offer a 15% off discount code to your listeners for Hair Love. It's Christy15 if they would like to try out Hair Love for 15% Thank off. You. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, I will I will definitely add that to the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Yeah, of course. Thank you for tuning in to Captivate and Convert. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to grow and scale their businesses fast. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this podcast in your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski so I can repost you. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.